Oh man, man, man. Welcome everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Real Spill with Shine Shen. It's your boy Shine checking in with you one more time. I got my homeboy Gutter in the building with me. What's up, fam? What's going on with you, bro? Man, everything good, What's man. It's Thursday. We're getting ready to head into Friday and the weekend. I think it's still supposed to be storming around here a little bit off and on, but shit, right. man, we still here to goddamn deal with it. Um, right now, I want to take the time out and let people go ahead and like, follow, share, and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate all the support that we can get. I am just trying to break down some news stories of today that might affect your world tomorrow. Um, see, go to the number one thing that everybody's been talking about around my way at the R. Kelly situation. Right. Yeah, man. Mr. Kelly <laughs> seems to have got himself sentenced yesterday. I'm gonna play this video real quick and, and let people hear what went on. Eight years. That's the sentence for singer R. Kelly. I believe I can fly. The 55-year-old fallen star learned his fate after being convicted of racketeering and sex trafficking. R. Kelly was dressed in dark glasses and a khaki shirt. When asked by the judge if he wanted to make a statement, he declined. When sentencing Kelly, the judge said the public has to be protected from behaviors like this. The victims spoke about the sentence. I never thought that I would be here to see him be held accountable. I stand here very proud of my judicial system, very proud of my fellow survivors, and very pleased with the outcome. 30 years did he do this, and 30 years is what he got. Katie, does this send a message? Yes, it does. It, it sends a message to other survivors that, you know, this is a day and time that we're being heard and believed. The prosecution team says he avoided punishment for decades until today. R. Kelly is a predator, and as a result of our prosecution, he'll serve a long jail sentence for his crimes. His attorney described Kelly's mood after hearing sentencing. I mean, obviously, he's devastated. 30 years in prison is like a life sentence for him. Attorney Gloria Allred represents several of the victims. While he is in custody, he will not be able to continue to sexually victimize any other underage girls. We're his sisters. Also on hand, Kelly's three sisters showing their support. If Kelly serves out his entire sentence, he won't be free until he's 85 years old. Stand here very proud. My apologies, I had my mic off, y'all. I was saying that I don't understand about this. One of those victims said she was 17 at the time, and anybody who's picked up an R. Kelly album along, along their life, they know what R. Kelly about. Right. And anybody was taking their child to go spend time with R. Kelly, I mean... Yeah, they should have talked about them, too. How you feel, Gota? Tell me how you feel about this whole Kelly situation. Now that... It's finalized. He got 30 years. It ain't final. He got appeals and everything, right. but you know. 
Hey, fans, she'll be locked up. Yeah, it was fucked up. She did, but he not on one of the Like you said yesterday, it's like he had a white van going around you picking up little children and shit, throwing them in the back. Nah, Killer wasn't doing that. He wasn't doing that. Killer, people were bringing them to Killer. I mean, they claimed him to be a part of a criminal enterprise. If it's a criminal enterprise, it's supposed to be more just me go to jail. Right. You know, it's supposed to be the rest of the enterprise. Right. I don't, I don't see a couple of um, pots and tiaras. You know, that little white. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. I don't see no parents go out. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Parents sitting their daughter, okay. Oh my baby, gonna be rich. Yeah, I'm gonna get this money. They letting they, they letting our kid and, and I, like I, I, I always have contended to say some parents need to be held accountable. So right. like, if we gonna hold our Kelly accountable, some parents need to be held accountable too because he wasn't going in nobody's house kidnapping no child. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing nothing. He didn't have no candy standing outside. He wasn't at the park, like they say, be a carpet was. <laughs> you know, he wasn't doing none of this shit. Kelly was doing his show, and then he was going back to the studio. That's all Kelly was doing. I do a show, I go back to the studio. The women that brought to me, you know, said, I, I like him young, 17, 18, but if last time I checked, 17 was a consensual age. You understand? 17. <laughs> 17, you're able to make your own decision for what I understand with the law. Right. You know, and the 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 minute that women stop acting like they don't think power is sexy, like you think that him being a powerful man is sexy, so you sleep with him, but then you claim he raped you because he was a powerful man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. men, women throughout all of history have liked men with power. Men with money, men with status, and now you're going to take that same status, money, and power and turn it against him to give him 30 years. My thing always has been, if you take my money, you can't take my, yeah, give me no charges too, man. If you take my money. Now, if Kelly was paying off people because he knew he was sleeping with 10, 11, 12-year-old girls, bury Kelly up under the prison. Bury him up under the prison. But everything I heard was a 16, 17, 18, and 19-year-old females right. whose parents knew that they was going to be going to be with R. Kelly. Knew they were going to be with Mr. Bump and Grind. R. Kelly didn't start making gospel music to a late guy. <laughs> everything else was, I'm going to put it in you. Everything before the man, man, come on, and you sending your baby girl to go to the studio. Who are Kelly the made famous other than Aaliyah? Who, who? I think he had a little something to do with uh, what's up, name? It ain't Gia Scott, it's the other one, Kelly Price. Kelly Price, I think. But but those people were extraordinary. They were gonna be famous anyway. Yeah. You know, they just happened to run into the pie piper. They and and of course they didn't get played with like that because mm-hmm. they were talented. You know, they were just coming through and after they saw things when what they wanted to be, they moved on with their career, kept it pushing. But you know, man, I I, I do pray for the victims if they are victims out there, you know. I, I, I really ain't been convinced that much that, that people are fit. I know that you make decisions that you are ashamed of and you regret when it don't work out the way that you thought it was going to work out. 
You might have thought letting Kelly fuck you like a rag dog was going to get you a multi-million dollar career and instead it just got you two gold teeth in the front. You know what I'm saying? Like You might have had big dreams behind do letting Kelly piss on you and do all this other stuff. Whatever it was that he wanted to do to you, you probably had big dreams of Randa from doing that. You thought that was going to be your, your, your gateway into success and it didn't turn out like that. So now you're going to come and say the man took it. Successful men everywhere need to be putting money into lobbying situations. I know I'm on this lobbying side. <laughs> but that's the only way to get laws changed in this country. It's yeah. the only legit way to get laws really changed in this country. You got to go through the lobbyists. The lobbyists are the gatekeepers. We need to get some lobbyists, man, because the if these laws continue where they are, ain't no... Ain't no successful man safe from an allegation. All it takes is an allegation, bro. All it takes ain't nobody ain't nobody pulled over R. Kelly with no pissy shirt. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody pulled up and got the last video we saw was the same one everybody saw when he got off from that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody seen nothing. All we saw was this documentary that was on Lifetime. We started goddamn putting people in prison for shit on Lifetime. Men don't stand a chance. No, Men in this country don't stand a chance if Lifetime can get you sent to prison. Bobby Brown, all y'all need to be goddamn shaking in your boots, goddamn, because, boy, they put out a documentary on you. You can go to prison for 30 fucking years. 30 motherfuckers. The pandemic fucked R. Kelly worse than it fucked anybody else. The pandemic screwed him all the shit because he couldn't get out there and make no money. He don't own none of his masters, you know. He don't he don't get no money through publishing and all that right there. He get his money out there on that road. And when he couldn't go on the road no more, he couldn't keep paying everybody bill who he kept paying them for panicked and them folks went to selling their story here and now and putting a little butter on it, throwing a little sauce on it. And because Kelly ain't very educated and very articulate when it comes to defending himself, you saw that. I ain't never hauled tied nobody. <laughs> you know, you know, Kelly can't defend himself. He's an emotional character. He gonna he gonna he gonna got now he gonna go too far trying to defend himself. Oh, man. You could be saying some shit that you feel like is exonerating you, but these people are twisting and turning the way and saying exactly what they want you to say. And you have to be trained in that art, man. That's why it's always good to get lawyers and everything. And I hope Kelly can win something on appeal, man. 30 years just seems to be stringent for a man that didn't go nowhere and do nothing. Yeah, yeah, his sexual activities are a little different from most. But we are allowing a lot of shit in the realm of sexual activity now. <laughs> you know, you can damn near fuck any kind of way you want. You know what I'm saying? Whatever get your rocks off, you can do it. You got a letter for it. You know what I'm saying? It's a letter for you no matter what you like to do in the bedroom. So, like, I just, man, okay, man, God, keep your head up. I hope you're able to keep your head up, dog. All right, man, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next topic today, man. The next thing we're going to talk about is that 18-wheeler that they found out there in Texas, man. You know, I think it had had a lot of goddamn people on there, man. We got a couple articles I want people to hear about that real quick. That task to do that is understaffed. 
We are learning more about where the 18-wheeler carrying dozens of undocumented migrants who were found dead in a trailer came from. Wednesday night, the U.S. Department of Justice announced charges against 45-year-old Homero Zamorano, a U.S. citizen who lives in Pasadena near Houston. He's being charged with smuggling resulting in death. Officials say his description matched a security camera photo shared by Mexican authorities taken just before 3 p.m. Monday in Encinal, Texas, near Laredo. About three hours later and close to 135 miles away, San Antonio police got the 911 call about the bodies in the truck. Mexican officials also showed the picture of Zamorano in a hospital bed after they say he tried to pretend he was one of the survivors. The registration on the truck sent investigators to a San Antonio home where two other men were arrested older Mexican citizens. A fourth man was arrested in Palestine, about 115 miles southeast of Dallas, also in connection to the smuggling operation. The truck passed through a border point checkpoint. It was not inspected. It was so not expected because the Border Patrol does not have the resources to be able to all of the trucks. Federal officials say there oh, were 64 man. migrants in the hot trailer. Yeah, man, the they, death toll is now 53. In Eagle Pass, Wednesday, Governor Greg Abbott held a press conference continuing to blame President yeah, Biden man, for the incident and the up, ongoing surge. At situation of court they want to take. Tell y'all buying the car, but I don't know if it is or it ain't for it. I don't know what your buying got to do with folks coming across the board. Shit, and I'm gonna go ahead and play the other one before I talk about it. Let me go. Activists say that this is a direct result of U.S. border policy and specifically the Title 42 Trump era measure that the Biden administration has continued to expel some migrants. From the U.S.-Mexico border without processing their asylum claims. Those activists argue that Title 42 forces migrants to undertake more dangerous journeys into the U.S., including by crossing in remote parts of the border and by paying smugglers thousands of dollars to transport them in crowded trucks and 18-wheelers that have no air conditioning. So I think that is key to include that context Shit, man, that situation over there kind of got It's like, what do you do about that, though? You know, the, they, they say some of the activists want it to be made easier for you to get in, but I mean, you want to make the law easier for people who were breaking the law? Like, when do we ever do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't never in the history of nothing. Right made the law easier just because somebody was breaking it like a motherfucker. Like, when you decide to break the law, you take a lot of risk at hand. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, yes, I have empathy for people, and I know people going through things, but I also know that they'll, I have to follow certain steps and regulations. Right. If I don't follow certain shit, I get fucked up, too, and I'm an American citizen. Right. You know, so if other people if you break the law, man, you take a risk and then you can die breaking the law. You can go to jail breaking the law. You know, it's, it's, it's things that can happen to you. Any kind of variation of that can happen to you if you decide to break the law. We got to stop letting people's decisions get in the way of God. We, we got to stop letting everybody be a victim. Right. Everybody ain't no goddamn victim, man. Mm -hmm. A lot of people made choices 
that just need to deal with the consequences of their choices. This goes back to the last story I was talking about. I don't think R. Kelly locked nobody in no secret room and told you you can't go nowhere. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if he did that, then, then God forgive me. I know not what I say, but I just don't believe that he had no goddamn. I don't believe he had nobody locked up in no chain. I believe you could go and come freely if you wanted to. Now, I did hear that he said, if you leave, you can't come back. But that ain't saying you can't leave. That's just saying you can't come back. <laughs> you know, if you decide not leaving is, is worse than not being able to come back, then shit, again, you made a decision. Mm-hmm. Now, when, if you wanted to come to America, you needed the asylum and all that kind of stuff. I know that there are proper steps that you're supposed to take to get that. Mm-hmm. Now, COVID slowed a lot of shit down. Young Thug no can't get no speed to try still because of COVID. A lot of other people have been inconvenienced because of COVID. Mm-hmm. We ain't changing no laws to suit them. Why are we going to change laws to suit other people? I'm just asking questions. That's all. I'm just asking questions. I don't know. Maybe somebody out there gonna write in the comment why we why we gotta do it. I don't know and why we can't help other people as well. You know, if we gonna if we gonna start making laws to benefit lawbreakers, then I want it to be done other ways as well. You know, a lot of a lot of crimes that that land people in prison are victimless crime. There are no mm-hmm. victims to this crime. The only person that this person may have hurt in any way, shape, or form is themselves, and they're still in prison. So if we ain't going to look out for them, why are we going to look out for anybody else? This is an equal opportunity place, I thought. You know, I thought that's what we were leaning for, equal opportunity. Everybody want to be equal. Shit, man. Criminals, 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 you ask me, that's how they treated our him. Mm-hmm. You know? I ain't gonna say that because last time I was in court, I seen a lot of a whole lot of goddamn favoritism going on. I ain't gonna speak on it because I gotta go back. But yeah. it was a whole heap of favoritism going on. I just hope someone come to me next time. Oh man, we're gonna move on to our next story of today. My homeboy, Mr. Representative Al Green. Um, give me a second. I ran across this article, man. Um, it features Mr. Green. Right. Institutional investors have bought hundreds of thousands of homes, many in black communities, and a lot of critics are saying it's creating a generation of renters. Democratic lawmakers are scrutinizing whether the American dream of a suburban home and white picket fence is being seized upon by large institutional investors, costing working people a shot at property ownership. The House Financial Services Subcommittee on Oversight and Investigations held the virtual panel of Tuesday. Where have all the houses gone? Private equity, single-family rentals, and America's neighborhoods. To probe the impact of firms engaging in what Representative Al Green, the subcommittee's chair, dubbed as mass predatory purchasing. Shad Bogany, a real estate agent and applicant who testified before the committee, also said that institutional investors are creating a generation of renters that will miss out on the benefits of home ownership, the ability to create wealth, and stabilize communities. So that's what a lot of people don't understand about the whole home ownership thing. It ain't even about just owning the house. 
By owning land in this country gives you the gateway to wealth management. Once you own that land, you can get you can borrow money on that land at low interest rates. You can do all kind of things to promote wealth and financial stability for you and your family. But if you ain't never gave that opportunity because all the homes around you are owned by a firm, and I know that that even around here, more and more as you look for somewhere to rent, it ain't a person you calling. You call them a company. Yeah, you know, they done took it out of people's hands because they'll come by where they see you selling your house. They'll go ahead and snatch it up real fast and rent it out instead okay. of trying to sell it back to somebody else. They'll, they'll snatch it up. And if you think about it, it's, it's a good business practice. But again, this country done got to the point where we ain't no longer looking out for the fellow man no more. It's a dog-eat-dog dog world out here now in America. And if you wanted to have nots, the haves is intent on keeping you a have-not. They don't. They ain't looking for no new millionaires and billionaires. They don't want nobody new to come up in there. They trying to make sure that if you a if you a smart motherfucker and you already got your brain with you, you creating things, they gonna snatch you up early and get you working for them so that you don't do nothing on your own. They'll snatch, they'll, snatch, they'll snatch you up, man. But um, home ownership is very important, man. You, if people got an opportunity to jump into that, you know, it's, it's, it's just very important, not just for this generation, but the next one as well. My next story, man, old boy worked at Burger King. He didn't never miss a day for 27 years. And they gave him a bag full of candy. Man, I seen this guy interview, man. The guy so humble, man. He he was happy with the bag. He said when he was showing it to the camera, he wasn't being funny. Right. You know what I'm saying? He was grateful because, like he said, man, he, he, he was just doing what he thought he had to do, take care of the kids and make sure that everybody had what they needed for what he was doing, man. And I think that's just great that the that the um the worldwide web, the internet community, whoever all gave, man, I'm that's awesome. They they raised over two hundred thousand dollars for Buddy. You know, hopefully he can go out and he ought to know how to run a Burger King by now. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He ought to know how to run a hell out of Burger King. Yeah, man. Hopefully he can get him some passive income. He can go sit his ass down. I think he deserves it, man. Salute to you, bro. My last story I got of the day was really on my... It was so on the TikTok whole world is basically bashing right now. Emil, for my child. But I have um, three other kids. I'm get y'all video set up because I don't... Nah, God damn. I don't want to do it too early. All right, y'all. Here go the video we've been waiting on. The whole video. Day my baby daddy come here with one meal for my child, but I have three other kids. We have one kid together, but he only want to come and bring one thing to McDonald's. But what about my other kids? How come you can't feed my other kids from McDonald's though? Like that's bogus as hell. Like you're not gonna sit here and make my other kids feel left out, and you're only bringing one child something to eat. Look, there he go, and I bet you he only got one thing in there. I bet you he don't even, I'm finna expose somebody him so people can see how he really is. It ain't more than, it ain't more than enough food in that bag for everybody. What's up? Because I'm finna expose you. Because that don't look, that don't look enough for all my kids. That don't look enough for all my kids. What is that? That's just one burger? One burger, one fry? 
Okay, what about my other kid? What about your other kid? Young Go to what you think, man. You, uh, you think Buddy need to bring four happy meals when he pull up, man? I just want to know how that phone call went out to get him over to bring the food over there. Did she, did she call you and say, your son home? Did you bring him something to eat? Oh, really? That's, that's interesting, too. That's right. an interesting aspect. From, from what he was, from what it sounded like, from what he was saying, he bring his child food every other day anyway. 
You know, like this is just a normal thing that he do. He bring this, but she had to know he was getting ready to pull up. So she, mm-hmm. it probably was a setup from the beginning anyway, because she know that. But she said that she know he only bring food for his kid. Which, I mean, bottom line, look, whether she set him up or not, it's is he supposed to bring food for everybody over there when he bringing food over? Like, even if she called and said we hungry over him, like. Are you going to say, all right, I'm going to bring food for everybody, or are you going to say, I'm finna feed my child? Me? Yep. They want to find out on Little Caesar Pizza. I said that. That was when, when me and my old lady were talking about it the other day. I, I said, if I was going, because for one, I never would just go take food and drop it off. You know what I'm saying? That ain't never been my thing. If I'm going to do that, I'm going to go pick them up. They're going to go get something to eat. Then I'm going to take them back home type yeah. I've been lucky enough to well, most of them ain't none of my kids got no siblings that ain't mine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I've been lucky enough to be in that kind of situation. But with the other situation, man, I wouldn't never just drop food out of just one kid, man. I'm, that's that's just me. I can't say how nobody else do it. You know what I'm saying? But me personally, if I know it's four kids over there, if I don't got the plan of going to just pick my kid up and take them to go do something. I'm going to bring something like a pizza over there, you know what I'm saying? A couple of $5 hot and ready to the wool, get old two liter goddamn drink real quick, man. I, I done cleaned the whole house up. All the kids looking at me like the hero of the kind of crusade today. I'm going to shoot the deuces and I'm up out of there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, she could have made some work. They had a big ass drink. You could have split that. I mean, yeah, Shit, man. Four kids on a double cheeseburger ain't gonna do nothing. They gonna still be hungry, but she could have gave them a quarter of a cheeseburger and some ramen noodles. With some ramen noodles on the side with a couple french fries or something. Soup that thing up. Once you throw it out in the road, that's just being ungrateful right now. Mm -hmm. That's just being truly ungrateful and shit, man. You know, that's why you have to really have a lot of conversations when you're co-parenting. Like, if, if we're going to really co-parent, we got to talk about stuff like this so y'all know what you expect and you know what I can do. You know, because she, I don't want to count Buddy pockets either. Right. You know, Buddy might just calculate enough money where he got enough money to get his kid. It happened me a guy. Now, Buddy got bills and child support and everything else going on too. You know, she, everybody always forget daddy got a lie too. Right. Yeah. Anybody did though for him. Christmas time. <laughs> I didn't mean he gonna be able to get his flood or take him with his family to get you know some toys. He got to come back home with it. <laughs> he might have to keep all his fat shit at the house. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, man. That's damn, but but I'm glad that ain't my baby mama. That's all the fuck I'm gonna say. <laughs> now she put another video out herself as a rebuttal to everybody. Topic so the whole world is basically bashing me right now because I'm the baby mama who was upset at her baby daddy Man. because he only decided to give his child McDonald's and not the rest of my other three kids. I have four kids. You knew the situation you what, the when you dated me. Right Our child is the youngest child. So keep that in mind before y'all make me the villain. That means all my other kids knew him. He was buying the McDonald's man, when we were together. Man, I'm talking about my kids have to go through a transition of place, our breakup man. as like, well. Like, yeah, me and you broke up, but my kids got to feel it too. So now 
My kids have to see only one of their siblings get McDonald's and not the rest of them. And they know it's coming from you because, of course, like me and you used to be together. They used to see you. You used to do it for them. But now you don't want to do that for them anymore. Oh, man. Shit. Like, to me, that's it's, it's petty. Study, that's petty. Like, it's not fair. Like, you're not going to get one child McDonald's and not all the other kids McDonald's. Like, I'm not going. And then on top of that, you mean to tell me you can dib and dab and want to do it sometimes, but yet you can't feed all my other kids McDonald's though that's what you mean to tell me like I'm not going for that I'm gonna stand on what I said and I don't care what everybody else have to say about it y'all could judge me oh well I could be the villain but I said what I said like if you can't bring everybody McDonald's then can't nobody have McDonald's then period well since you heard her side of the story now go what you say go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you know, you were still dipping and diving in that, man. Yeah, man, when you did dipping and diving, man. You, man, you probably could have dipped and dived a little bit while they, while they were eating. <laughs> oh, man, 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 man. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what's going on in the world around us today, man. Yeah, man, it sounded good at first, man. She just came back and let us know he's still dipping and diving, man. Like, I didn't even know that. I thought that she was just a baby mama, man. He come now to the drop all the food, you know what I'm saying? But, man, you still have a boyfriend, man. Yeah, yeah. You still have a boyfriend. You got to act right. But we're going to get ready to get up out of here, guys. Now, go to how you done had it today, man. Everything been cool, yeah. man. God, I just throw two pop back up there for y'all today. I ain't mean to y'all. We're gonna get it together. Hope y'all enjoyed y'all Saturday, man. We didn't enjoy it. I said y'all catch me out there on TikTok. Anybody who ain't follow me on TikTok, make sure you follow me on TikTok. Where the name the real shine shin. Um, make sure you like, follow, share, and subscribe to our channel right here on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Music, Spotify, me on all your streaming platforms. Hope y'all have a great Thursday, man. We didn't enjoy it. our time with y'all today, man. Shout out, man. We out. We love you. Peace, man. Everything. All good. Great. Yep.